Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler and the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you till the top of the hour. It's our Easter show. Hopefully you're having a great Sunday. And with us on a regular basis, we've got some great people with us. Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. And you can reach Chuck at 499-6360. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning, Bob. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team. They hire veterans of the number one home team inspection service in the country. That you're, this is number year six, correct? Six. Six and, in a little bit, yes. And you can reach uh, Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. And my son, Greg, is out currently already working this Sunday morning, getting some pictures shot uh, in the early morning hours, uh, even with the weather the way it is. He is a workaholic, so good good for him. He will not be on the show at this point, but it, it is very busy, and that's where I'm going with this. Guys, I, I, you wonder how busy is the real estate market, and we've talked in the past couple of weeks about how crazy the market is, both locally and nationally. It is a seller's market on steroids, not only here, but around the country and in Texas. A healthy housing inventory, typically a six-month supply. Five to six months is a neutral market, right? But in some cities in Texas, including Austin, they're down to just days, right? One agent down in North Texas says, and I'm quoting here, we have women swinging umbrellas at other women on sidewalks because they are literally fighting over who was first in line to see a home, unquote. Wow. That's how crazy it's been. So, you know, we, we told you a couple of weeks ago we had a house on the market, uh, 63 showings one day on the first day, and then 10 offers in. And um, one of my agents showed the property. She says that the cars were lined up down the block because under normal COVID circumstances, we don't want one more than one uh, group in at a time. So here in Texas, this agent is saying it's like uh, children at school. In some cases, 80-plus offers on a home, 100-plus showings on homes. It's unbelievable. And this all goes back to a couple of things that we've been talking about on a regular basis. Interest rates are going up slowly, mind you, but they've gone up a little bit. Also, we're dealing with a lack of inventory because a lot of sellers, maybe you are listening right now, don't. want to put your home on the market because you can't find another home yet. And if that's the case, please listen to the following words, reverse contingency. So that's basically, and Chuck, from a legal standpoint, the contract comes in, let's say you want $200,000 for your home, we get you $200,000 or more, but we counter back and say that this contract is contingent on you as the seller finding a home your next home within and you fill in the amount of days, maybe it's 10, 15, 20 days. And then once you find it, we remove the contingency. But if you don't find it, this is not a legitimate offer. Yeah. Good thoughts. Yeah. Uh, You do what you have to do in this market. Yeah. I mean, it it really is a problem for uh, folks that are selling the house. Uh, If they don't have another place to go, well, what you're going to do? Well, and you might say buyers, would buyers really accept a reverse contingency? And the answer is yes, it's happening Yeah, because they don't have any options yet. This way, at least they've got 
some sort of a formal offer that could be accepted officially, and they know that there is a chance they may be moving if the uh, the sellers of the house that they're buying find their own home. One of the problems that we're dealing with, folks, and our folks here on the show, is the fact that the home building is slowed because, in part, not finding enough materials, not enough labor, and then a surge in lumber prices. Brad, you've been following this as well. Yeah. Building materials are keeping some homeowners from completing renovations, repairs, or building uh, for builders' new homes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, just as an example, my neighbors uh, built a new deck. They started that project in April of 2020. Mm. Their final load of lumber was delivered two days ago. Wow. And so it, the, the, so availability has been hard and it's gotten very, very expensive. A friend of mine is looking at building a new home and just in the last, I think he was telling me it was 45 days that the cost of lumber had gone up on, on him as part of the contract price. It was like an 11% increase just in the lumber costs. And that's, heard, in a, that's in a short period of time. That's short, uh, very short period build, of time. A builder friend of mine told me that from like late last year, uh, to now, and now being about you know three four weeks ago, when I was talking to him, uh, it's more than doubled, almost right. tripled. Right. Yeah. That, those are the numbers we're hearing as well, Chuck. That's yeah. Right now, I think it's going to cool down. Uh, at least I'm hoping price increases will come back on lumber, but um, there's no guarantees on that. Looking back at the Louisville market, just for everybody to know, uh, in the month uh, last week of March. Um, we had 239 new listings, 208 sold homes. Again, this is just the last week from the March 22nd to the 28th. Um, and then total pendings right now under contract, uh, 2727, so 2,727. Just comparing this year to last year at this time, homes sold up 10%. 3,544 sold this year, 3,213 last year. So we're looking at a very hot market. Again, reasons to think about uh, selling and buying uh, if you want to do that or if you've got a rental property or something along the lines that you're thinking, it's now the time to, to jump and do it. And we'd love to help you. I'll give the phone number out in a while. Uh, moving on, uh, this report coming from, you You know, uh, the, um, the two guys on TV who um, – the, the brothers, property brothers, right? Jonathan and um, the other guy's escaping. I should probably know that. But anyway, they've come out with a report on the two worst room colors. So you want to take a guess which two are, which are the two worst to paint your home, whether it's to live in, resale, or whatever? I think uh, I've probably green. seen them just in the last week. But <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about the, uh, the, the Pepto-Bismol pink that every uh, – oh. Uh, every one of my daughters has wanted at one point or another. Well, and this one doesn't make that doesn't make Not the, that the, bad. The, yeah, yellow walls are terrible. He says they really don't sell these days. This is according to Jonathan, implying that uh, Roseanne, I guess, had a, a yellow wall in her home on the Roseanne show when she had it on, and um, the other one is red. Yeah, uh, don't use red. So those are two things to stay away from. But the good news is that uh, the American optimism is highest since the start of the pandemic. So good news, the index increased to 84.9 points from 83 uh, in terms of people feeling that we're on a good track and things are going to get better. 
So that's good news. And then finally, one more piece of news uh, that we all need to prepare ourselves. It's the return of the cicadas. No. Yep. Brood X. Yeah, Brood X cicadas expected to emerge this spring, uh, including here in Kentucky. Now, they say the last time it hit was 17 years ago, but they really come out every 13 to 17 years. I, I, think, no, I, I think that Brood X is a 17-year cycle. I can remember, yeah, yeah, but there's other, but there's a lot of other broods out there, you know. And then you've got your annual cicadas. So, well, well so there's is, there's yeah. cicadas every year. I always every hear year. them, but you're saying this year it's going to be worse. Yeah, <laughs> significantly worse. Like they are, they are wedding planners are actually having to advise their clients that they do not want to have outdoor weddings. And I think right. it, I think the brood comes out in like the middle of May and it goes through early June. Don't quote me on that, but somewhere in that area. And yeah, people have uh, are moving weddings indoors because brood X is coming for a Kentucky. No kidding. I have a dog that has a, a strong affinity for them. And anytime she really? can pluck them off a tree or pluck them off our deck, she's all about, I mean, we're actually concerned how many cicadas she consumes in a normal year, let alone this coming brood uh, oh, wow. of, of cicada that's coming. It's, it's she'll, she'll sicken herself eating so many of them. I can remember really? showing property in the Highlands when cicadas are jumping out from all over. And it was, I was going nuts trying to keep them away. I'm yeah. thinking though, on one hand, we're lucky because we'll have masks on if we're walking about. So that should prevent cicadas from jumping in at us, on us, in our mouths. Yeah. All right, let's, let us move forward and let's start with some questions that we have. We're doing our COVID shows, and what that basically means is, is that we're coming to you from homes, offices, we pre-record these. We're taking your, uh, instead of phone calls, we're taking your emails. Send me an email, bob at com with your question. Just say in the subject line, question, and then we'll get them on the air. So Olivia asks, uh, I've asked my insurance company for a policy on the home I'm about to buy, but they say there was a new roof put on the home two years ago and that the home inspector says the roof is near the end of its life. Who's right? So... From a standpoint, what do you think has gone on there that they were paid but never put the roof on, Brett? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, that's what yeah. it sounds like to me, running bad occasionally. Uh, we, we, see, we see circumstances where we've been told that it's got a new roof on it, but there's only sections of the roof that are, that are new. The other materials are, you know, midlife. It's, mm. it's relatively easy to tell, you know, that a roof is near, is nearing the end of its life. So, uh, but fortunately as a home inspector, I, I just tell you what I see. I don't have to, you know, worry about, you know, what should have been done in years past. I'm just reporting on what, you know, the conditions are as we find them right now. So from a legal standpoint, Chuck, if Olivia finds out that there's a discrepancy in what's being reported, what the insurance company says, can and should she pull out of purchasing the home? Well, um, first off, I would hope that the seller has disclosed that, because if not, uh, that in and of itself could have some repercussion. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, if, uh, if you can't get insurance, because yeah, that's... Uh, that would be a problem. And they can pull out and get their good faith money back if they wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah. The reason being, uh, at least the last couple of times I've seen it, 
and unfortunately you see it, especially when, you know, we've gone through hard economic times. Uh, they needed the money more than they wanted the roof. So they just kept it. Uh, but they, they didn't disclose it on the contract. So that's, I mean, that right there is just uh, obvious misrepresentation. So. All right, moving forward, Benjamin, yeah. Benjamin wrote us. He said he just bought a log cabin house and needs an inspection. So how can he pick a reputable company that is going to give the house, uh, a log cabin house, a thorough going over? Brad, are there specific inspectors for log cabin homes? Very much so, yes. Uh, log cabin construction is very, very different than, uh, than a typical uh, framed house. Uh, you've got to have somebody that knows how log cabins are um, inspected. In fact, on my team, I have two people that specialize in log cabins. Um, it does take, I mean, you have to have some special experience um, in those. It's not, not just any home inspector can, can inspect a log cabin. They are, they are a different animal. Interesting. Uh, a couple of things. We're going to take a break. Uh, a couple of things for you. Remember that if you would like to see what people are saying about us as realtors, you can go uh, for my team, LouisvilleZillow.com. Also, if you want to see what uh, sellers are saying about us, go or hear and see it, LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. And if you want to see a replay of this show, we're recording it, putting it up on YouTube so you can see it by going to louisvilleanswers.com as well. When we come back, nine curb appeal trends you might regret sooner than later. So you'll want to stay away. More of your questions as well. With us here on the air this morning, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service at 844-411-TEAM. You can reach me anytime, Bob Sikolder, day or night, preferably after the radio show at 376-5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we are able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. 
residential, or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by news sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville? Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now. Get the best advice from my friend, Bob Sekoler. Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show. Thank you very much, Barbara Corcoran. We really do appreciate uh, the friendship and the mentorship and the, certainly the take. I, I watch her on Shark Tank and, and I know her and it's like, okay, that's the same person. You know, she, there's no uh, nicer or worse person. It's exactly what you see is what you get. Here with us on the air, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. Chuck does great closings. And by that, I mean, sometimes, you know, they can take an hour or so and it gets a little tense. Not with Chuck. He lightens things up. He does a great job, very professional, but in, it's enjoyable to the point where you, you come out of there thinking, well, I learned something as well as closing on my house. Uh, so that's a great thing I can tell you about, Chuck. Also, Brett Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM is his group of people. You can get them in there. They come in as a team. They do a great job. My son, Greg, is actually working this morning, so we appreciate him being out so early and getting the jobs done. And again, Bob Sekoler, you can reach me anytime at 376-5483. Okay, nine curb appeal trends you might regret sooner than later. Here are some things. I'm going to go through these fairly quick because we have a lot of questions that are still yet to come. Too many colors within your exterior or even interior uh, can be distracting and slow down the sale of your home. Too much gray. And in fact, if you have a battleship gray or darker, not necessarily the best thing it closes rooms in. Shutters, and the big news about shutters is that not every home needs them. They look great on farm houses and some homes, but you may want to rethink the possibility of shutters. In fact, as I'm reading this, I see Brad Lawler shaking his head up and down because yep. he knows. Uh, also, uh, too much iron. I thought this was kind of a strange one, but it, I guess it makes sense. Material that ages well, but it doesn't mean it stands the test of time in terms of trends. So depending upon your style and home style, you may want to be careful about using iron railings. They can look outdated, though for the most part, if you change out wood railings for iron, they seem to look, well, iron for ra- wood, it seems to look more modern, right? It can, it can be a great look, but you have to maintain it. Got it. And, and that's where you see them poorly maintained. Glass block windows let light in and giving you some privacy, but they can also give off an 80s vibe, especially the ones in basements, which are not necessarily as structurally um, or as secure as a, a glass window, correct? Uh, I, I don't know if there'd be a lot of difference security-wise. Uh, they certainly don't vent. Um, that's one of the biggest sure. challenges with the, uh, with the glass block, and they are, cannot be used as an egress window in a basement. So, Got it. That's they let light in. But Did you have something on that, Chuck? That you uh, no, to... it's the whole 80s vibe. Yeah. Every time I've seen them, I get that. Yeah. yeah, I do. Side lights on the side of windows of the front door, rather than, rather than side lights, consider putting two doors side by side. A brass overload. Uh, we've seen that before. 
Here's something that got me, took me by surprise. This one, boxwood and border shrubs. So the, apparently that's retro as terms in terms of modern. So if you're thinking of selling and you're going to do your landscaping over, consider doing away with uh, uh, boxwood. So I guess that's the, out, the takeaway there. And finally, cheap outdoor furniture, where if you get um, some cheap furniture, it t- tends Oh, to translate to homeowners not upgrading their outdoor spaces, which is big this year. I'm lucky by that level because I have two German Shepherds. I bought some of the cheaper outdoor furniture a couple of years ago, and those German Shepherds just chewed it up. So now I have iron outdoor furniture. Yeah, I learned the hard and way. And toothless dogs. No, the dogs... Dogs don't go after that metal. They, they know better. All right, let's go back to the questions that uh, we've got coming in. Emma says, I have an accepted offer on my home, and the buyers just completed inspections. But Emma's work apparently changed, and so did her ability to get a loan. And so now she can't get a loan, and she wants to cancel or get out of the contract. So, Chuck, some words of advice for Emma at this point. Emma is our seller, correct? Emma is the seller. That is correct. Yeah. Well, you know, change circumstances can uh, be something uh, that would possibly get you out of a contract if it's egregious enough and that sort of thing. Uh, But that's taking it all the way to court. I would uh, probably put a letter together to the, uh, to the buyers and, and uh, just try and talk them out of it. Just, you know, explain the circumstances. Now I have seen it in the past where buyers didn't want to let them out. And, uh, you know, uh, it did devolve into a lawsuit, uh, which, of course, ended up with the uh, buyers getting the house and the seller just moving on. But uh, once you've signed that contract, you've agreed to sell it. So you've got to have some pretty serious change circumstances. I I was thinking the only thing that could possibly work if it was before everyone signed off on inspections and the buyers requested specific yeah. inspections. You could turn and them on now. And then you say, no, I'm not going to do anything, and then see if they'll – but in today's market, do you think that would work? No, I'm just saying it's one – you know, it's a Hail Mary. Yeah, that's they would about hope, it. hope they were going to walk away, but if they don't, you're stuck to the contract. So You are. I mean, yeah. like I said, that, that uh, rabbit out of the hat changed circumstances. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to rest their bet the farm on it. Yep, I'm with uh, you. All right. Let's move on. Um, So this is interesting. Uh, Sellers, Liam says the sellers had a case of bed bugs in their master bedroom. They think a maid originally brought them in. And the sellers had it treated. The bed bug, bug infestation did not leave the master bedroom and has since come back. It's still in the master bedroom after Liam and his family moved in so what do they end up doing in terms of treating if it's already been treated once brad from a home team inspection um that's question part one of this question yeah i mean the, i would get with a local uh, reputable pest control company and talk to them because i i don't know how the uh the first treatment was done i mean there are some companies in town that are very good at bed bugs um, I would I would make the call to them and find out what the treatment plans might be. I mean, they they can be controlled, um, 
you know, we know one of the one of the local companies even has dogs that sniff out yes. bed bugs. You cool. know, and and they're good. They're the the dogs are very good, and the company does great treatments. You know, and will eradicate the bed bug problems. I have a friend that when she goes on away, at least before the COVID hit, uh, and she would check under in a hotel room. She'd lift up the bed, she says, and look for little bugs. Yeah. Uh, I guess with her bed bugs to make sure that she wasn't bringing them back. To we always her did house. the same. You do the same thing, Chuck? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, all right. So, the the bed bugs, that's it, a problem and it's out there. So, there's treatment. So, now does Liam have any recourse from the legal standpoint on this, Chuck, towards these sellers the, who said they had it treated? Well, it depends. Did they have it treated? First off, they, yeah. if they weren't lying about it and they had a reputable company come out and treat and they have evidence of that, then I don't see that there's a whole lot they can do against him or, or do against them. Uh, you know, maybe something that they could go back to the uh, company and say, hey, you did the job. It didn't work whatever, try and try it again. But uh, if what they're saying is they had them they treated them and they did in fact have them and did in fact treat them with a reputable company, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a whole lot of blowback on that. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds to me like Liam's recourse is against the company that yeah. did the big bug treatment. Yeah, but that's going to depend on who had the company do it. So like I own the house and we don't have a contract yet or whatever. And I call the company and I have them go do the work. I have the privity of contract with them. He couldn't go directly to that company unless we got a warranty or something like that. And alert to all agents, buyers and sellers. And Chuck, correct me if I'm wrong. That's why if there were bed bugs and you're having it treated because of a request from the buyer's uh, side, you want to include the buyer's name absolutely. in the contract. I'm right on that. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. So not only your name as the seller, but also the buyer's name so that both of you have access and can remedy it down the road if needed. Correct? Yep. Yep. All right. I think we have time for one more question. This one's from Ava. This one's going to Chuck. Apparently the sellers of the home that Ava is buying left the garage and the basement a mess. Now, Ava apparently had to spend some 1000 bucks because uh, there are a couple of companies out there like um, 1-800-GOT-JUNK or College Hunks Hauling Junk, uh, who you can call, and they'll come over for a fee, and they do the heavy lifting and get it, take it away. She had to spend 1000 bucks. Can Ava go after the sellers for what she spent? The contract says it's going to be left broom clean. Broom uh, or broom swept is what it, I think yeah. officially says, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, there you go. Uh, if there's junk there that, uh, you know, wasn't broom swept, then yeah, you can go back against them. The response uh, that I would have if I were the seller, uh, you know, or representing the seller would be is $1,000 um, a reasonable price. Uh, for instance, I might be liable to replace the toilet, but do I have to replace it with a gold toilet? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah, we've got to get the place clean. And yeah, you spent a thousand bucks to get it spotlessly immaculate. Was that a, a reasonable number? So before you go and you, you know, you know, pay top dollar for it, you might want to look around and make sure you've got a reasonable, reasonable price because you're required to mitigate your damages. So then Chuck, answer this for me. If, um, okay. if Ava has, 
is is moving in. She they've closed on the mm-hmm. home and moving right. in, and the stuff hasn't been removed. Which, by the way, a walkthrough prior to closing mm-hmm. would have spotted this, and then yeah, the suggestion would have been don't close until the stuff is removed. Until it's gone, right? Until it's gone, right? So does Ava really owe it to the sellers to? shop around for a better deal or can they just go ahead and she, she owes it uh to the sellers to mitigate damages okay uh so let's say that you you do something that harms me i have to you know get that corrected obviously uh i can't just uh let it get worse and worse and worse and then still expect to be able to go after you for that uh and in my mind if you uh go to a Uh, Go to a fella and say, hey, you know, just charge me whatever. And he charges you three times the market value for pulling stuff out. I think I've got a toehold to say, yeah, maybe not that much. Yeah, it sounds like an issue that could be going back and forth. And depending on whether it's small claims, prove it. And then it sounds like a mess, worse than what was in the house when the. Which could have been resolved with a walkthrough. Yeah, that's true. So, Ava, good luck on that. We wish you the best. In short, these are all little problems in the big world of buying and selling homes. Hopefully, during our show, you find something that will help you or your friends or relatives to take forward and remember what we've talked about. And that's what this show is all about. My thanks to Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They do a great job on inspections. 844-411-TEAM. Brad, thanks for being here. Thank you. Happy Easter, everyone. Yep. And Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. We like to say he's the voice of reason. Ah, yes. And uh, my thank, thank you for being here at 499-6360. And then my son, Greg, you got it. And uh, son, Greg, who's out there shooting um, and doing a great job. And you can reach me anytime on my cell phone, 376-5483. We are out of time. We'll see you next Sunday right here on News Radio 840 WHAS.